I'm hitting. I got uh, my voice acting hat on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could you? Uh, by the way. Yes. By the way, I've been I've been sporting a new hat. You haven't seen it yet. When I was in college, uh, Delise bought me a. Maybe you've seen me wear it over the years. It's a uh, Tillian Durable, but it's one of those, you know, uh, uh, poor boy hats or whatever you call them. But it looks anyway. like a cowboy hat kind of thing. No, no, it's uh, there's a name for it, and I forget. Like it's, a beret. Yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, I would pay money for you to show <laughs> up for you to show up on Wednesday in a beret. Mm. No, it's uh, something. Come else. on, do it for the kids. What do you mean, do it for the kids? Just you know, for the holidays, show up in a beret on oh, Wednesday. Beret. Okay, yeah. yeah. This isn't a beret, but anyway. Um, and I know we talk about age and the cold and everything, but I find as I get older, when I go outside, I'm just I feel the cold differently and wearing a high hat really helps like a toque or a mm-hmm. isn't that sad but true i'm telling you i have the same thing wearing a hat just helps keep you warmer when i go out reason. with stan now and you know a couple yeah. times last week when it was otherwise you know pretty decent i still had a toque on i also by the way have a secret tilly hat that i only wear either at the lake or in mm-hmm. this case, in Mexico, and it's a full-on Tilly hat, like wide yeah. brim. I've, I've had it since the days of the edge when, you know, someone from Tilly gave us a hat. I never wear it. I probably should mm-hmm. because it's got a brim and it keeps the sun off your neck. But it's indestructible. I think that's what I'm getting for uh, Christmas from my son. Don't tell anybody, but he's going to buy me one of those golf hats that cover my ears and my in my neck yeah okay it's called sort of like a gatsby hat sort of they call it is anyway. it is it near anywhere can you not go up and get it i uh, guess i can but i mean you're in your home mm-hmm. why don't we start the show and then maybe by uh you know okay. when you take a quick break run up and get your gatsby hat okay i will right on because you know Bye. people were going to be loving it they're going to be <laughs> oh where's fred's gatsby hat Dan, do you want to start the show? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's, let's do what we do. You seem, uh, you seem unimpressed by the uh, beginning of today's program. Well, no, I'm just you know letting you guys go with the, the hat conversation. Which <laughs> I do. I did, listen. I didn't want to get involved in it, but hey, we're here. this is where we're at. You gotta just go with it, Dan. Uh, that's yeah. our rule. Just go with it. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our seasonal, state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Toronto, from our well-equipped Brampton facility, which has been fully Christmasized, and from Lisa's dining room table next to a fake Christmas tree. And is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, Bodog, and Kelsey's. And now here are two men who have literally been rocking around the Christmas tree in actual rockers. Yes, with everyone dancing merrily, they're rocking back and forth in the new old-fashioned way. It's Humble and Fred. That was very well done. Thank you. I enjoyed every bit of that. Number one song. Oh, there's his hat. Oh, no, that's, that's not a Gatsby hat. That's like a... That's like a Ben Hogan hat. Yeah, I dig it, man. Paul bought me this when we were going to college. It's still like the day we got it. Because it's a Tillian Durable, right? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know how to describe that hat. For golfers, that's sort of the traditional 
you know, the you call it a Gatsby hat, but I when I think of Ben Hogan, that's the kind of hat he wore, and uh, it looks good on you. And it, you know, here when I'm on the <laughs> Tilly and Durable thing, it's called like a a Gatsby hat or a newsboy hat cap. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, as old as you are, was probably when you when you were a newsboy, you were standing on the corner of uh, <laughs> of uh, something. Uh, what is giving uh, Warden and um, give me an intersection in Scarborough. Eglinton. Warden, Warden and Eglinton. You were standing there as a young kid. Read all about it. Hindenburg when I was Hindenburg yeah. crashes. <laughs> When I was a kid, they used to use a hammer and chisel on a rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Yep. I um, I was thinking about you yesterday in a strange way. Well, later we'll talk about, you know, our Buffalo Bills. But I took a yoga class yesterday and the instructor, she's great. I just follow along and sweat like a maniac. But she does that same thing you do <laughs> a, a, a couple of times. A couple of times she said, OK, uh, I need you now, you know, hold the pose for three, two. Mm. <laughs> mm. I know, oh, man, I, um, I, I have so many distasteful traits. It's not a distasteful trait. It's just that a trait. Is, is I so have distasteful relevant. traits. My entire trait is distasteful. <laughs> I'm like a buffet of distasteful. Mm-hmm. Hey, trait everybody. I, what's that, Daniel? Your tray of traits. Exactly. Uh, welcome, everyone. It's the Monday Humble and Fred Show. We're doing four days this week. The third day, of course, our Kelsey's extravaganza Christmas get together. Um, and for uh, just to con- I'm, I'm not sure everyone knows this. A couple things. We're not starting at 730 if you follow us on Facebook. And uh, it'll start. Well, so that day, the podcast won't get posted. I'm going to say until about one o'clock. So it'll be available uh, for downloading later in the day, later than normal. Thursday, we're doing an original show. And uh, it'll be emails and just festive uh, memories. And uh, Stephen Page will close out the year on the Humble and Fred show. Like he has in so many other years and eras. And then Friday, Dan, uh, we're all looking forward to your reading of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Yeah, that's coming up. Did you forget about that? that? I kind of did, but I but no. I mean, I up until this moment in time, be truthful yeah. now because Jesus is listening. Yes, up until the moment I said that, had you any recollection of your recording that? No, I wouldn't have uh, <laughs> thought about it at all. But but that being said, I really haven't gone through the emails since Friday. So after the show today, I would go through. Oh, right, I got to do that. And so oh, what happened? You didn't anyway. look at your emails from Friday till now. Not really. No. So it. Um, oh, so. I was afraid that maybe you thought we didn't think we were serious when that when we oh. asked that. But you knew it was like a real thing for a real bit. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I would have done it anyway. I mean, whether or not I thought you guys were serious or not, because it would have been just fun to do or it's going to be fun to do, you know, oh, me, that. reading a Christmas thing. from. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I admire the fact I, I mean, that you you live such a uh, beautiful life, a simple life where from Friday until now you haven't opened your emails. I, I'm telling you, I have. I have. I've opened emails uh, on various subjects. Um, I had a little business, Humble and Fred contract business to take care of. 
had some uh, personal details about upcoming purchases to take care of. Do you look at your yeah. messages on your phone? Or do you put your phone away from Friday till Monday? Me? Uh... I, I know, yeah, I read the the emails on that. Like half half on the phone, half on the computer. But yeah, I just never bothered this weekend. And half hearted, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few uh, email response. I spend way more time uh, or attention on on you know texts. And email is like there's it's so polluted with uh, you know like all the the junk mail and the spam and everything. Mm. I just well, it, would, it wouldn't whatever. be polluted with junk mail or spam if you had Gmail. Oh, right. Yeah, here we go again. So then I have to sign in, and the the Oracle gets to know everything about me. Yeah. What do you mean? My Gmail's full of that crap. No, but you don't see it. It goes to... it. it Gmail uh, says any spam that comes in on Gmail gets right. thrown to a spam folder. You never see it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. But you know, I get a lot of, like... Do you get a lot of, like, record company stuff and everything in your regular? Yeah, I absolutely. Do. I just toss it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's sort of that. That's like a good news, bad news thing. When you see it, it's like, oh, I got to deal with this. But at the same time, they actually think enough of us to put them on their list. Yeah, you I know, know what I'm saying. Mean. No, no, I, I get that. It's almost like it gives us an air of legitimacy that we this can is it. That we can delete your record company request <laughs> to play their artists. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. We're right in it, Dan. I mean, yeah. things like I recorded you or is your penis on life support or this flower heals him. Oh, Jesus. Those are the kind of things I get. <laughs> yeah. That's going to take a whole 100, team. 111 year old man does this to get rock hard. So if for people who don't know, maybe you could briefly explain because, you know, they're not everyone's up to date on all the quirks and quirks of Dan Duran. Yes. So you've opted. Do you, so you don't use Gmail. I'm assuming you also don't use Google. So how do you, do you still use like Ask Jeeves or Bing or how do you look up things on the Internet? I, I still use Google. Ah, but, uh, but I don't allow them to know where I am on the, mm. on the planet because, you know, every once every, you know, and I, I usually go through Firefox. But if, uh, if I really, you know, often I'll go to DuckDuckGo. Which is you know. So you're concerned that they will like like you don't use Google Maps. Mm, Yeah, I do and don't. But again, it's like all the apps on my phone are like only while using, not not they don't monitor. Okay, hundred percent of the time. But I don't know if that does much. But I don't sign. I don't have any of the Google services. I haven't got a sign. If it gives you, I will say this without getting into a Dan Duran. You know, whatever. Um, if, that, if that gives you peace of mind, that's great. Good for you. Well, part of it with Dan not using Gmail may be vanity because, and I won't say it here, but you know what his email address is, right? Yes. I don't know where. if you'd want me to say, Dan. Well, no, he'd be in, inundated. Heart. But it's it's would be inundated, and the thing is, to let go of that, I think it will be hard for Dan. Hard! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. But I also feel like that uh, if I went through uh, Google as an email service, that they would be scanning every email that comes through. And then mm. I just feel uncomfortable yeah, than knowing everything. Yeah. You see, you guys feel differently about I it. I know. Why like, don't I care about that? Yeah, I don't care gets on it. about that to the privacy thing. And it's like all the <laughs> all the nitwits out there like that I'm grouped with. Like, what are they going to get from me? Like, go crazy. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I don't have I've got I've been on <laughs> Gmail. I could go back t- years 
And go ahead. I've never plotted a murder, an insurrection, nothing. Yeah, go read read some stupid (laughs) things I wrote to somebody back in 2009 or 2010. But it's like Google Home's listening to me. Fine. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But again, I I want to say this that it it is your comfort that that is. the issue here and and if that makes you more comfortable but that being said at least you know gmail does weed out a lot of stuff like and our i like the way it archives things and i have different files and when i go and look at you know i have a file as soon as that flood happened here at the queensway i created a flood file on every correspondence Mm -hmm. so i can find it i'm sure your email service does that but i just find that google's does it very easily Mm-hmm. That's all, Dan. I know we're yeah, part of the okay. great collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here, Howard. I all have all sorts of files. Like every time I book a new vacation, I make it own, uh, its own file, so yeah. I know where all the documents are. And sames. Yeah, and just yeah, it's it's very very, and then it's all up there in the cloud, and can't lose it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving yeah. on, mm-hmm. you brought up something that I wanted to. You brought up. Did you bring up? <laughs> Did you bring up? You brought up something I wanted to talk about. Speaking of files and vacations, I've been in the process, as you guys know, because you helped me out a little bit last week, of redoing my passport. So to start with, when? so mine's up April, the end of April 2024. When is yours up, Dan? Oh, it's, uh, I think, in 20, 2025 is when mine's up. Okay, hang on a second. So yours is 25, Dan. Uh, Friedrich, when is yours? May 25. I got a 10-year one. Yeah, so did I. 15, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad you... Because here's what I was thinking about. As very often we do on this program, we, you know, wax uh, nostalgic for, you know, how old we are, how old we used to be, time passages, which was uh, a very very strange song from our youth, Dan. <laughs> Is that Al Stewart? It is Al Stewart. <clears throat> and so I'm renewing mine after 10 years. Last uh, renewed it in April of twenty of 2014, obviously. And this one coming up, I'm going to renew for 10 years, which will take me to age 74. And then I started thinking about, well, then, okay, so I'll renew it one more time to age 84, but... Mm-hmm. You know, statistically, mm-hmm. given our conversations of late, where average male basically barely lives till 82 or 83, this ostensibly will be my second last, and same with you guys, second last passport renewal. Well, mine in 25, I'll be 69, so it might be, could be my last, maybe second last. Well, that's but, what I mean, know, it's, but... but yeah. p- Potentially, statistically, yeah. if you live till the, the age we've been talking about lately, it'll be both of yours second last renewals. Although you can still get five year ones as well. So maybe that will be the. But remember, by then they may have catheters on planes, right? So <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. You just sit down, they hook it up to your dick. That'd be great. That'll be part of the uh, that'll be part of the demonstration with the uh, flight attendants. OK, yeah. if uh, if there's a depressurization, a catheter will fall down from the ceiling. Put yours in your pee hole first before putting the catheter in grandpa's. Yeah. Who knows what will be available by then? 
you know, my, uh, my son, well, I was just thinking about my, my, my last passport renewal. I, I, I won't even know my own. I'll be doing that for him. I won't know my name. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to actually look at the passport to find out who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travel agents. Oh, yes, Mr. Yes, Mr. Glassman, we're sending you to Italy and they'll send you like downtown Toronto, the little Italy. That's right. You'll, you'll have no idea. Know. In a way, it'll make, you know, what they could do that. They could take a bunch of people who are, you know, uh, what is the politically correct? I mean, Alzheimer's or uh, what's the other one? Mindless. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> what is the other one? And, you know, but uh, losing their faculties and dementia. Then, dementia. That's it. Yeah. Did I mention <laughs> dementia? Um, think about that, Dan. You know, you you have this agency where you know just for old people to go on these trips, and you go to Chinatown, you go to Little Italy. You go to little Portugal. Yes, yeah. Mr. Glassman, you're you're in China. <laughs> Quick, quickly, make the guy a wall. <laughs> Just and, and you don't charge them a lot, but you you give them the feeling. Dan, why are you not on board with this? Oh, no. <laughs> Howard, Just, I was talking about king size scam here. You're oh, a you travel are? agent, right? You're charging for China and then sending them oh, to China. I, I should have known. They have no idea. Again, sorry, that's the caper boss. Yeah, again. caper boss. Here, like you were. Yeah. Doing, I was yeah. just trying to do it to to help the older older people. Right. But you're like, yeah, let's scam these pricks. Wow, <laughs> Dan's like, I'm not on board why, with why this. Do you, why do you like do this? Like, you know, you could multiply. What is it like? Uh, Twenty years from now, that's when you think you're going to wrap it up. So that's why, like, what seventy three hundred days. So why don't you just take a like a you know a, a thing and start crossing off the days every single day, one cl- one day closer. <laughs> Do the countdown. You know, Dan, really, countdown. See, I, I knew. Well, I do that, obviously. <laughs> you know, I have a death chart somewhere. Dan, Dan, it, Dan. Here's Dan. Here's perspective. Dan goes the other way. <laughs> I had this conversation about you yesterday with our good friend Lumby because next week is Lumby and our other good friend Dan Kingsbury's birthday. Right on and the twenty sixth. It's on the twenty sixth. Right. And and I was talking about Dan. I said, so you and Kingsbury are going to be. 65 so it's pretty significant and i said what does that make dan duran and, and jeff said i think he's 66 i said yeah but if you ask him he's like oh i don't know i don't see age i don't understand days and years i don't know how old i am but at some point you're gonna have to just come to the grips with or come to grips with the fact that you are an old man now yeah i'm older than i think well, we all are. Look at us. Yeah. Wearing a, I was, a hoodie I was in and a Ge- weed t-shirt to work. I was at uh, in Georgetown yesterday at my granddaughter's uh, hockey game. In fact, she got the gold sweater as player of the game. Aw, sweet. Little May. But uh, what I do is when I'm in the rink, I look at guys like other grandfathers that are there, and I sort of compare myself to them. And I can't help it. But yesterday I'm walking down this long set of stairs and I go by this guy who looked around my age, but he was having difficulty getting down the stairs. And then I'm thinking, is that an ailment or is that just, you know, because some as you get older, certain things are going to happen to you. And it's not like, oh, I'll rebound from this or this will heal. They're just they become chronic and it just becomes part of your life. And I just that that is what scares me. It's. When you're not going to be able to shake this stuff off because it's inevitable when you get into your 70s and everything, you're a little slower, you're a little tighter. And uh, yeah, and I saw this guy yesterday and I thought, man, I, like, is that his life now? Like, I don't want to struggle to get down the stairs. But uh, that's reality for 
I'll, hey, more often than not, when I see guys in my age group, it's, it's yeah. not good. And, and it's a lot of it's tied to weight. Well, it's funny you say about weight. Strange, interesting, funny. I was in a class yesterday, and uh, I was full, and then there was this dude next to me. He's about my age, but he's got, uh, you know, he's, I, found, I know, I found out later how old he is because he asked me. If there's, a, there's a lot of guys in this class, and uh, anyway, he's a big, he's got the, what do you call it where the, your stomach starts around your sternum? It's just got the big. The bear belly. The bear belly, the boiler, yeah. whatever. The bu- yeah. We, yeah. And yeah. he was wheezing, making a lot of loud noises during class, which immediately made, him, made me hate him. Um, well, we were talking after, and he does that thing where he colors his eye, uh, eyebrows and, and, and whatever's left of his hair. He's got color in it. So I didn't. I thought maybe he's younger than me. Turns out he's 64, and that guy is struggling, you know, because that's a lot of weight. He's carrying around 30 or 40 extra pounds to the point you're making about our age and how we... Um, can can look if you're carrying around that weight it has to do a lot it does a lot to your joints and your bones and whatever so the fact that the three of us for the most part you know aren't overweight really does take a lot of pressure off aging frames yeah the official um name for that is distended stomach is it abdominals Abdominal swelling or distension is more often caused by overeating than by a serious illness. <laughs> really? The, you the problem. Look, you have to the, look that this, up. <laughs> you no, know, no. This is interesting, though. I love doing research. Oh, dear. Uh, this problem also can be caused by air swallowing, a mm. nervous habit. Buildup of fluid in the abdomen. This can be the sign of a serious medical problem. That's something else. But. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, um, he was wheezing and burping, so maybe he swallows too much air. Why does... And it's interesting that some people get that and others don't. Some people get a distended stomach and some people well, don't? Yeah, because I may... I, you know, my dad had one to some extent, and most of his buddies did. And, you know, I drink beer and I overeat. I just... but. That hasn't happened to me. You know, people call it a beer belly. It's probably yeah, the, you've never had the that. farthest thing from no, actual I'm... beer belly. It's more everything belly. I've heard that that kind of belly is the worst. Oh, well, you know, well, no, it's the most dangerous. Yes. Yeah, as far as yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the worst for what it the way it uh, impacts your body. Yeah. And yeah, I can see a threat, that a threat to your health and, yeah. you know, longevity and all that. But, but back to know, my. No, I was just going to say the Shouldice Clinic that does hernia operations, you know, the they they have the reputation for the best place to go for hernia. They will not operate on you if you're overweight. That's they right. You to go home and lose weight because it's that serious. So they did your your hernia. They did my hernia. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, I, I didn't need to lose weight. But the reason they do that is for their success rate. They say if we have to sure. cut through a bunch of belly fat. We can't guarantee this will be successful. But back to my original premise about my second last passport renewal and your response to me was, why don't you just keep track of every last day? Well, yes, you're, you're, yeah, that would be unhealthy. But your lack of <laughs> your lack of relationship to perspective, I think, is also unhealthy. <laughs> You know, you you're just should, living. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're I just living in this Dandoran dream world. Do. You're in a Dandoran dream world where you haven't looked at your email in three days. Thursday would come and you go, oh, was I supposed to do the Grinch thing? Oh, I'm sorry. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody has to keep well, track of stuff, Dan. Well, thank goodness there's people like you around thank to remind yes, me. Exactly. And I'm looking forward to that Christmas experience. Hopefully, uh, the Baldwin sisters will send something new every year that I can read and uh, off into the future. Well, it'll become a listen, Christmas a year from tradition. now, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Who knows, who knows if we'll even be here then? <laughs> I'm just worried that at 84, I'm going to pick up a passport photo of, and it's going to be me, but I'm going to be like, who is this Jewy looking fellow? I just won't recognize myself. That's you know, what's we should happen. all, throughout our lives, at all times, live in the moment. Yes. Easier, easier said than done, obviously. Yeah. But I've really been thinking about that a lot lately. If, if you can ever really master that, a good time to do it would be in your 60s and 70s because i mean seriously what's the use of worrying about three or four years from now when you get to be our age my age in particular because as you say i may not be here next year i mean that's just flat out serious you don't know yes it is so i guess you should be evaluating every single thing that you do go well should i be watching these reels on facebook or Mm -hmm. is this a good you know my valuable life force is going down this road (laughs) my valuable life force yeah. yeah, we know what that means now. <laughs> Come on down. We're all yeah. grown ups here. Are you? Uh, all right. Yeah. Are you concerned about that? No, absolutely. And and living in the moment. That's why meditation is so important. That's why you know carpe diem, uh, diemine, carpe dieming the shit out of every day is important. Even tasks yeah. that are mindless. You know, I've been reading a lot about this. Uh, you know, they do a lot of they talk a lot about the, the Zen of something. And what it really means is, you know, there's the, the article, not the article. The thing I read was like there's that going for a walk or something simple, a task like chopping vegetables for a soup. You know, we all can do those mindlessly thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. But if you do them mindfully, mm-hmm. it makes time expand. It Explain makes, that. What do you mean mindfully? Like concentrate on yes. cut or something? Yes, I concentrate. No, concentrate okay. on the activity as opposed to doing the activity while your mind is thinking somewhere about else. Right. something else, somewhere else, listening to something. So like you're talking about when the carrot, when you're cutting the carrot, you're thinking, oh, look, I'm cutting a carrot and there's yeah. another little wedge. You're thinking right about there. that activity. Listen, I spent my whole, and Patterson's the same. I spent. You know, part of impatience and doing things quickly comes from being, you know, not being able to focus on a task, but Mm -hmm. focusing on a task. I'm only saying for myself, um, you know, makes the makes me worry less because I'm now in this moment where I'm just doing this activity, whatever that activity is. I've often from that aspect, Howard, have compared myself to Dan Duran because and we've talked about this, and you're somewhat like me. Whenever I do anything, I do it just to get it done. Mm-hmm. Dan does it to get it done right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Dan does it to aggravate other people. <laughs> no, no. Like, the thing is, if I'm, if I'm in a project, to me, oh, that's good enough. Yes. Well, Dan doesn't have that attitude. If it's not good enough, he redoes it. That's just never been part of my world. I wish it was, because I don't know what, what I'm trying to save the time for, really. And to be, But to it. be fair, like... Mm. I'm like that. I do things thoroughly that that I'm interested in. So Dan's very interested in how he Dan expresses artistic uh, and I think ego. I'm, I'm going to say that's in a good way by how good the grouting is in a bathroom tile. 
that really right. interesting. And I've been the beneficiary of that. So have you, of Dan's doggedness of getting the job done right. But that's the Zen in that. But not in other parts of, you know, and we're all different. In other parts of your life, not so much. <laughs> you know, it's like... You know, not everything's perfect. Not, no one is perfect. No right? one is no. perfect. But but no. But the yeah. things that don't. I'm just saying you're 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 the same as us. Things that don't interest you, paperwork, yeah. um, don't get done the same way. Whereas Fred, who is very dogged in that pursuit of pursuit of making numbers line up and making sure things are are tied down the way they should be, only out of fear. But still, but. you do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't. Which is, I was, you know, I was talking to somebody about our partnership recently, and I told you that, that, you know, you doing what you do in our company is the reason we have a company. Now, you know, me doing what I do mm. is also a different skill set, but, and that's why it's so complimentary. Um, it's quite a team. It is. When I, I'm, but, uh, you know, you guys have seen me when I put my mind to something mm-hmm. th- that, I can, I don't, I am not impatient with it. I get frustrated, but I guess I want to do it well, but everyone has that, you know, Mm -hmm. but the Zen of something is what would, if you can, in the moment you're doing something, be fully present for it, it does make time go slower. And how many people do you think actually master that? And maybe masters the wrong word that that is, you know, that's more the, that's the rule as, a, as opposed to the exception. Because if you stop down and think about it, you can make it the exception. But I'm without thinking, you know what I mean? Without day-to-day, without thinking, being able to live in the moment. I mean, it might be the most valuable thing in life, is it not? Well, so how many people master it? I think uh, 16 is the answer. Okay, 16, <laughs> yeah. Um you know, I listen, I don't want to get into it, but I mean, that's for the last couple of three years. I, and I did I did it to help me in golf because somebody suggested I try it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do some form of meditation every day. And what it is, is it gives you the practice of living in the moment. What do I mean by that is all meditation is, is you sit and for as long as you can, you try and notice your mind wandering. And whenever it does, you just bring it back. And that is all meditation really is. You're, you're training your brain to be cutting carrots and notice that you're thinking about five things that are happening, mm-hmm. not in the moment. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I only use that as a, it's a poor example, but I use it from a recent, you know, I was making this soup last week and I had a lot of vegetables to chop. And where I would normally have music on or maybe listening to a podcast or thinking about something else i decided because i had heard this in a podcast that i should try and see what how much attention i could bring to this really mundane task and uh it was interesting sorry did you slow down your yeah absolutely uh, absolutely here here's a great here's a great thing i noticed you know when you start chopping something especially like celery or carrots or whatever at yes. the beginning of it, you do it uniformly and you do it pretty well. But by the time, by the time you're at the end of it, you're just fucking chopping it like right. you're, you're not as precise. You're like OJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like a serial killer. But <laughs> and, and then because because to your point, Fred and I want to get the job done. 
But I decided that in this particular activity that day, I was going to see how much attention I could bring. And it did slow me down. It slowed down to the point where the beginning was the same as the end. And I just noticed like, yeah, it turned this mundane task into something that, I don't know, it just feels different. Yeah. No, anyway. Very, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, Dan, any thoughts before we have to let you go? Uh, no, I, you know, we can maybe uh, think about, uh, we don't ever talk about our Christmas traditions on this show. So yeah, we do. Maybe we We've talked about them a thousand times. Yeah. But we can, well, we listen, we can talk about them. <laughs> but we talked about them all Obviously, the time. Dan wants to talk Christmas no. traditions. <laughs> all right. Well, not right now. I mean, Where you know, we, it's uh, time for me to go uh, gather some news. Right. Yes. And return If with you some, want to uh, talk about Christmas traditions, Dan, we can have a... Uh, we can have that conversation. Dan, did you like the Bills game yesterday? I bet you did. Yeah, I did, for sure. <laughs> yeah, who did they play? <laughs> you don't care did about they play the somebody? Yeah, they did. Listen, you know what? It's, it's, tell you it's, what. Nece- it's, it's necessary to play someone in sport. <laughs> it's not a sport. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, actually, you know, what we're going to talk about today, too, is we're going to talk a little bit about our, our show on Wednesday, who's going to be there, who's going to perform. And I have uh, before you go down, here's a sneak preview of one of the performers. This is uh, Spencer's partner, Amelia, and uh, her little group is called uh, Brother Wives. But here's a song I must have listened to 10 times this weekend because I know Amelia and she's very talented and I've heard her sing in person. And they're going to sing on Thursday at our Christmas show. But I wanted you guys to hear this. uh, It's a great little melancholy Christmas tune. It's called Carol Ann. And uh, just uh, give it about uh, 35 or 40 seconds. Forcing memories about your as a glass It's coming back so clearly Or my ghost of Christmas past So it's uh, Amelia and her friend uh, Maddie singing. And the piano, I found this out from Spencer. I don't know how, but it's Martin Short's nephew, who's a uh, producer, who was helping them produce this song. But it's a really sweet little song. And it's all about, you know, love lost at Christmas time, Dan, which is, you know, a tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, the melancholy Christmas song. Yeah. But it's really well done. And she's going to... So Amelia will be performing this on uh, Thursday. Oh, great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So that's... A, that. There's something lovely for you, Dan. It's not all terrible. No, it's, it's very seasonal. It's not terrible, okay. Dan. <laughs> it's not thinking about our in- inevitable no, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, Dan Durant will join us about a half an hour from now. In the meantime, here's more of Carol Ann. (laughs) 
Yeah, Amelia is going to perform. Also, uh, our friend Pete Cunio mm-hmm. is going to uh, do the uh, Dandoran News or Anchorman tune live. Yeah, the full version. The full There's version. Actually, a fur full version. He's going to do that. Uh, so Pete's kid, Dylan Gray, she's going to perform. Our friend uh, Ryan McCallum, he's uh, he works with us. He's one of our uh, salespeople. Yeah, that's right. We have a sales force. His sister, who performed Lisa McEwen, McCallum, is going to uh, perform next uh, as well. And Spencer is going to... Uh, she has a uh, some kind of parody song that she's going to do. Okay. Fantastic. Talented kid in her own right, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and um, so that'll be. That's it, and that's you know not a you know not a ton of um, you know performers, but uh, you know some fun humble and Fred visits. We're gonna have some people come up on the mic and say hi. Fred Ball will be there. Uh, Toronto Mike. Uh, a few people want to say hello. Dan Duran. Um, mm-hmm. But a pretty loose show. You know, not gonna, it's not gonna be tight. It's going to be I loose. think uh, Uncle Vince may show up as well. Ah, that's right. Minutes. Yeah. You know, he'll turn Christmas into something seedy. <laughs> something dirty. As he does. Um, and, of course, we'll be thanking all our sponsors that have been so good to us over the course of this year and uh, and for many years, keeping Humble and Fred a free podcast. So, you know, subscribers, um, although we do have a nice group of people on Patreon. Let's thank some of those people now, Frederick. Yeah, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business, chamberplan.ca is the destination. If you're interested in getting some information on how your small company can become part of this, and you can, you can, oh yes, you can, Uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised when you find out, you know, you put in your parameters of your uh, company, uh, what it's all about, and they'll uh, tell you what it will cost you to be part of it. And listen, we've had companies from one <laughs> one person to a hundred persons uh, sign up for this, and it's dental and uh, med- uh, dental and prescriptions and travel and therapies and an HR component to this thing now. And they have uh, you know mental health uh, help in real time. It really is fantastic. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Uh, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business, chamberplan.ca. Speaking of Kelsey's, hey, hockey fans, grab your friends and take a trip down the block to Kelsey's to watch the game. Enjoy a cold 16-ounce Molson Canadian draft. It's only six fifty, and you can enter for your chance to win original six hockey tickets. All you got to do is visit the Roadhouse, watch a game, get a ticket, enter to win... Uh, this contest on for a limited time only. Game night shouldn't be a tame night, Friedrich. Grab your buds and visit Kelsey's today, the original Roadhouse. And do you know that Kelsey's uh, is is still available, I'm assuming, last-minute holiday party? You know, still got this week. If you wanted to book a, a Kelsey's, you can. Go to kelseys.ca for more information. And what they'll do is give you 10% off each guest. And speaking of the event, there's a couple of details maybe we haven't gotten into, but we're, we've got prizes that day, okay? So, um, let me see what the prizes are. That would be good. 
I thought it was on here. Uh, oh, here we go. The prizes will be available. So $550, $550 Kelsey's gift certificates. One free wings for a year card. So what's going to happen is when you come to Kelsey's on uh, Wednesday, we're going to give you a ticket. We're going to put that ticket in a jar, just like a regular thing. And then at some point, we will make a draw for those prizes. Some gifts, some gift cards from Kelsey's and free wings for a year, Frederick. Also, uh, everyone will get a glass on their way out, like a nice, cool, like a beer glass. What are those called? A beer glass? Yes, beer glass. Yeah, I think it's like a twenty ounce or two. Yeah, it's a big Beauties. one. It's a beauty. It is a beauty. Um, and uh, ten dollars off a fifty dollar coupon for their next visit. Fantastic. Plus, you know, gonna we're gonna it. we're gonna have some finger foods there on uh, on Thursday. But if you want to stay later on and you know have a full sit down, uh, the facility will be available, and we <laughs> encourage you to do yeah. that. By by the way. People who know our program, by, by sit down in this context, we mean sit down and eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sit down and eat, yeah. Although, you're, you're welcome to have a sit down there. I'm sure the bathrooms are fine. Oh, yeah. We have uh, chicken wings, spinach dip, nachos, veggie platter, quesadillas, and you're welcome to order anything additionally, as Fred said, and drinks, which we are not supplying. All right, so that's our uh, big deal. That's our big day and big deal at uh, Kelsey's. Um, on the subject of drinks, can I give a shout out? And I meant to say this earlier, I think last week, to Peyton Manning and Emmett Smith, two former NFL players who are now in this really neat, fun Bud Light commercial. And, you know, we have often said, you know, stupid is tied to bigotry, stupid is tied to Trumpism. You know, you got to be stupid to buy into that shit. Here's a guy, Peyton Manning, a very smart guy, witty, funny. I can't, you know, Emmett Smith, he's a running back with the Dallas Cowboys years ago. I mean, long since retired. But these guys do a Bud Light commercial. And I thought, you know, they're sitting down with their agents going, we've got this thing, Bud Light. Should we do it? Well, you know, if we don't uh, do it, you know, it's safe. We don't have to worry about any backlash from all the morons in America. Mm-hmm. We're still hung up on this Bud Light thing. It's amazing. Are they, are they really? I thought that oh, I thought it had been replaced by anti-Semitism. Well, that too. <laughs> but anyway, so kudos to these guys, especially Peyton Manning, who's... I just love the guy. You okay. know, his post career has been so creative and fun and neat. But they do this Bud Light commercial and it's great and it's fun and it's super. And he looks in that camera more or less to say, fuck you, assholes. Fuck okay. you, bigots. And it's all I can say is good on him. Here's the commercial. How are you doing, Pat? What are you having? Two Bud Lights, please. Actually, um, make it a round for the bar. Round for the bar! Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, it's good. He's throwing uh, he's throwing Bud Lights around the bar. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my. 
obviously you have to see it. Yeah, but it's good. It, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm it, appreciating it. It is good. It, it, and, and just think about that, how easy it would have been to say, eh, I'm not going to touch that. But he didn't. Yeah. And it's not like he needs the money, believe me. Oh, so there's Emmett Smith at the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's really nothing overt. It's um, it's all done in... Uh, it's all done without words, but the visuals are uh, are great. And I mm-hmm. will uh, I'll just stick this up on Facebook for you to see it if you want. Because uh, it's all unspoken, but it's very. I'm gonna switch to uh, me. It's all very. Um, you know, you get the you get the message here. Have a look at it. I just threw it up on Facebook if you want. Yeah. And again, if people have been watching, you know, football over the weekend, and you're not getting the, you know, the channel substitution american channels uh you would see it that's how i saw it although i don't know if they're running it in canada but anyway it just made me feel good that you know there are you know it's just they're stupid and they're smart and this guy's smart you know i i just i was legitimate when i said i had no idea it was still a an issue you know, I it because you know things are like stocks, uh, content. Uh, yes, you know things come and go; they go up and down. And again, I was serious when I said, "Oh, I thought that had been replaced by so many other." Well, maybe it's been pushed down to number two or number three, but it's still still referenced all the time. So, well, again, if you haven't moved on from Bud Light makes you gay. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> no, I know. Like seriously, and 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 you know now you know why. Mm. You know the gay community, all the letters, the you know mm. why they get frustrated because it's like, are you serious? Are yeah. you still hung up on this? And it's not just Americans; it's stupid Canadians too. But oh but, uh, yeah, and and we've said this many times. I mean, the original issue was it was it, it wasn't even like mass production of these cans. It it, it was. A little gesture to one person. No, the, exactly. It wasn't like Bud Light did a run of you. You should be gay cans. <laughs> Fuck. I know. You know, it wasn't like they were like, hey, I've mm. got a great marketing idea here. Let's tell every guy in America mm-hmm. that you should be gay and the rainbow flags on it. It was such a mm-hmm. small thing. But the fact that it's the fact that it's continued. Um, if you go to our Facebook page now, the uh, commercial should be there. And that's um. And speaking of stupid, I've I'm to the point now where I've given up because you know the orange pig con man convicted rapist you know blurting again over the weekend immigration poisons. Oh yeah, I put that down. Like it's seriously. If you still sign up with this guy, I there's no help for you. There there really isn't any help for you. Yeah, but I I don't. Here's the thing about that. I I I I had written it down to bring it up. The problem Mm is. It doesn't matter anymore. No. For what you don't, for you, if you don't know what we're talking about, what Fred's talking about, Donald Trump in a speech this weekend, I'm trying to see where I put it. In a speech this weekend, you know, it's right now, I've got so much here, but there's, there's a speech where he talked about the poisoning the blood. Immigrants are poisoning the blood of America, which is a word for word ripoff of Mein Kampf, the third, the rise of the Third Reich, the final solution, whatever you want to say. And I, here's what the thing that will be interesting for me, interesting, is I want to hear people defend that. I want to hear the right mm-hmm. wing. Like, what's the defense going to be? Oh, that's not what he meant. Or you're over, overreacting. Yes. 
So they're, I mean, they're walking right to the edge of the cliff and these assholes are going to jump over. It's like amazing. It's fascinating to watch because, you know, when he says that the message he's giving to dirtball America is it's interracial breeding, right? Yeah, it's interracial marriages and sex and whatever. Um, That's what he's getting at. You want, you know, you want we want to keep that great American bloodline, you know, uh, nice and clean. Well, and when Hitler said it, what he was trying to do was, again, Hitler's whole point was to get Germans. Mm -hmm. It was German Germany for Germans, you know, after, you know, and it's there's so many things that are similar after sort of a uh, um, an embarrassing national humiliation after World War One. It was a way for uh, Hitler to galvanize his base by saying, you know, that Aryan blood, that Aryan pureness. And that's what Donald Trump is doing. But the thing that's even more disgusting to me or as disgusting is the people that defend it. The people that will try and explain it and the people that will justify it and say that's not what he means. The enablers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Howard, we've often talked about if he was reelected, would you go to the United States again? And I've sort of been in the position. I'm not going to let that asshole get in the way of my pleasure. But I'm really rethinking that because if he's reelected, it means when you go down there now, one of one out of every two people thinks that way. Do you want to be in that environment? That's the way I'm starting to think about it now. Because no matter where I was, if there's two people there, one of them, on average, thinks that way. So there's a lot of other places on Earth where I can get my pleasure. Listen, man, I've been thinking that way for a long time now. I mean, I haven't been to the States since 2021, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And it was California. Where not one yeah. out of every two people thinks that way. I'm so done with Americans, though, as a whole species. You know, I have these conversations with my golf buddies that go down to Florida. I'm always like, what's that like? You know, I've had this conversation with Nibza, Niblet away from the show. Like, you know, what's life like when you're just surrounded by, especially in Florida, a bunch of people? I mean, he explains it beautifully. It just never comes up. They just don't, mm-hmm. they don't talk about it. And it's not really one out of it's because, you know, you think about it. They have 75 million people that voted for him. So it's like one out of every whatever one out of every three people. But I know your point. But it's uh, to see this in your, you know, any. I mean, those words. A short time ago would have been. Front page news would have been the lead story in every newscast and they would have all been slanted the same way. This is wrong. Yeah. But we're not, we're not there now. Half of them, you know, the usual suspects ignore it. They don't repeat it. They don't talk about it because they can't defend it. And there's so much of it now that even the legitimate news outlets, um, there's no impact because there's just so much of it. It's, it's really disturbing. Well, that was my uh, bit of a few months ago when I was saying, you know, there used to be a time if you if you compared immigrants blood to poisoning the pureness of the United States, that would be the end of your campaign. But when I saw that today, whatever it was yesterday, that was my first thought. I went, you know, there was a time when this might have been some news. And there's the, the sheer tonnage of nonsense 
that comes out of his stupid face is dizzying. Mm-hmm. But just like the Bud Light conversation, which was, you know, top of mind, and I don't think you're right in terms of it, it's now a second, third, it's gone. This is the first time I've heard anyone mention it mm-hmm. for, for a long time. That's what mm-hmm. Trump, that's what Trumpism is now. It's just an avalanche of his, of his stuff that comes out of his mouth that it almost doesn't register anymore. I'm still caught up, you know, on social media, you know, with the Israeli Hamas, who's doing worse atrocities. But even that started to fade. Meanwhile, two months and some number of days after it happened, there's still like 140 hostages, 120 of which might still be alive. And that's gone off. You know, people have kind of moved on from, you know, any Mm -hmm. kind of concern about that. Although what bothers me is the stuff that's going on in Toronto. These pro-Palestinian people. And I think it was the Eaton Center screaming at people about going to kill them. Like, I don't understand it. Like how you can walk around in front of a Zara. Like the other thing I want to say is where do you get the energy? I can't I need to go protest all the time. Like don't you have sh- shit to do? Uh, the aspect I, for me, is um, you live in this country that's so peaceful and so, for the most part, uh, harmonious. Why do you want? Why do you want to fuck it up that way? You know, go down as you say. Where do you get the energy to go down to the Eaton Center and now change the landscape from peaceful and yeah. People getting along in a great place to live. Why do you want to add that to the mix? What is the matter with you? And they would say, well, we want people to know about this genocide of you know, Israel. Okay. Okay. You want mm-hmm. people to know about it. You know, there's all these protests now where people are, I think it happened in Toronto, where people laid across the gardener. And, and held up traffic or they disrupt things on the this bridge in a big city. Yeah. Okay, so you make your point, but what do you think is going to happen? What are those people at the Eaton Center, wherever that was, I just saw the video this morning, of, of you know, and, and of course they're all dressed in, and why do you have to have a mask on? Why, why don't you show your face? You're a coward. When you're saying things like, one guy's yelling, I'm going to put you fucking six feet in the ground, yelling yeah. at somebody. But but to our point about you're at the you're out, out shopping and maybe you have an opinion about the Israeli conflict, uh, excuse me. And then all of a sudden this happens. Do you mm-hmm. think that's going to sway people to your your cause? No, and, and what and what if they did? What, what do you hope to what do you hope will happen that people who you yell at are going to go? Yeah, I want to be part of this group, the screaming well, group. Well, that's it. It's, you know, it's that whole thing about knowing your audience. So. I'm down at the Eaton Center. I'm listening to the Christmas carols as I'm shopping. I might have a nice coffee and a Cinnabon. And now all of a sudden, this person is making me feel uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. So you're going to win. That's how you're going to win me over? Exactly. By making me feel threatened? Exactly uh. my point. And, and I understand that people want to voice their disgust. They want to voice their passion. And I'm not, by the way... I'm not, and I I hope this has been clear, but maybe I'm going to make it clear now. I am not without sympathy for the people of Gaza and the people of the Middle East that have been displaced, the settlers. You know, I don't, I'm not so dumb and naive that I think it's all Israel is, you know, completely in the right. 
Absolutely, they're not. I mean, uh, you go back and look at the last 15 years of their government. It's a right wing regime and they've made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But yelling at in front of a Zara isn't going to do anything for your cause except piss people off. Sitting down in front of the gardener isn't going to make people go, you know, we really should take a look at what's going on with the Palestinians. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're all aware of it. And and, you know, this worldwide super jump in anti-Semitism. That's the thing I find least surprising about all of this, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But that underlying boiling hatred that is here. Yeah. That bothers me because again, you think people come here and it's like clean slate, new country, no problems. But that hatred is just so inbred that they're willing to fuck this up in the name of whatever their cause is. I, I don't get it. And listen, that it's, you know, I mean, you want to play the numbers. It's a small percentage, but still don't make it. So I'm afraid to go downtown now. (laughs) Not that I go anyway, but no, I know what you mean, but don't make it so that I'm not afraid. Yeah. Or that I'm afraid because, Mm -hmm. you know, what if I was an observant Jew? What if I wanted to go to a synagogue? What if I wanted to go to the B'nai B'rith Center on uh, whatever that is uh, on Blur and some? What if I wanted to go there with my kids for a Hanukkah party? What about all yeah. the menorah lighting incidents around the world? This idiot in Poland who took a fire extinguisher to... This is a politician. I don't know if you saw that. Takes no. a fire extinguisher to a menorah in a public place. Like, that's like if a Jew walked up to a Christmas tree and lit it on fire. But mm-hmm. so all of that aside, you know, here we are in Canada. And when these people yell at the Palestinian supporters, well, why don't you go to why don't you go to back to Gaza? I also think that's not fair. Because they made a choice to come here. And I, but, I mean, I, I, I want to say, yeah, why don't you fucking go back there? But on the other hand, they're here the same way that a lot of people have come here, which is for, a, for sanctity, for safe, safety, for a safe haven. Well, well, I would say it to anyone that wants to get violent, which there has been, or anybody that wants to start defacing things. Yes. If you want to go to that length, yeah, yes. go over there and do something about it. If you want to be here in peace, you know, in peace and, and you know, voice your opinion lo- logically and peacefully and with some class, fine. Yes. That's what we're all about. Yeah, that's what minute, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Soon as you, yeah, the violent ones, yeah, get the fuck out. But just I don't think people that pushback against people that are supporting Gaza. I don't think that's fair because that's that's their right. That's the whole point of this country. You have the right to be vocal about your support of something you don't have the right yeah you don't have the right to write you know gas the jews on a monument no and to some extent well to a a large extent you have to put yourself in in their position you know there's a lot of palestinians they don't approve of what hamas did they'd like to get rid of hamas but they have friends and relatives who are suffering Mm -hmm. so of course you have to feel sympathy for them put yourself in that position you had nothing to do with with what started this, but now your people that you care about and you love 
are being hurt and harmed and 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 misplaced or displaced, misplaced, displaced, displaced. Absolutely. So of course those people are going to react in a certain way. It's you just you just can't get violent. Yeah, and 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 calling for the you know the elimination of the Jews and all, and all of that. I mean, I'm so tired of it now. But again, as I said a couple of minutes ago. And this may have been a surprise to other people, but not to you. The least surprising thing is the rise of anti-Semitism because I've, you know, I've, I've just always been there and I've been telling you that it's always there. And now this is just given it. It's and, and then back to Trump, which was the original thing we started talking about. You know, he started this yeah. by not just against Jews, but by giving freedom mm-hmm. of this type of speech. You know, I keep coming back to Charlottesville. A bunch of white supremacists yelling with these tiki torches that Jews will not replace us. And then the president, if it had been Obama mm-hmm. or any other president, really, who would have denounced it. There's Trump saying, well, there were people there were good people on both sides. Mm-hmm. OK, well, who are the good people on the side of the Nazis? Yeah. And the whole short sightedness of this. You know, we talked about it a few months ago when it was announced the world population is now, what, 8 million or 8 billion. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. It was 6 billion. Well, pretty soon it's going to be 10 billion. We be- we all better get used to the fact that it, at some point boundaries aren't going to m- mean much. Because the populate this world is will be ours, not yours and mine and his. It's going to be ours just based on numbers alone. So to have this short-sighted view of the world like Trump and all his mindless supporters that, you know, well, we can keep you, we can keep America the way America is with just Americans and we can stop, you know, this inbreeding or this uh, blood poisoning, blood poisoning. Yeah. It, it, it's just it's just so not realistic. Ideally, yeah, that's what you want. Super. But is it realistic? No. Yeah, but I don't no. think I don't think an extra two billion people is going to tip the scales. I really don't. I mean, yeah, but what about four and six? I mean, well, you know, beyond our lifetimes, Howard, like what's the world going to be? What the world actually needs. And I listen to some comics bit, but the premise is basically we should have more inbreeding, more crossbreeding, more breeding between yes. so that instead of people being black or white or brown or whatever, we all just become kind of like, yeah, beige, uh, like beige, like a certain mm-hmm. like a uh, what, like a Beyonce beige. Mm hmm. But part of the, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because we do have other stuff to get to. But a part of the problem with Trump is there's now talk. There's some floating around in the right wing sphere that that they would maybe go as far as banning interracial marriage. Can you fucking believe that? Like I find that very, very, very hard to believe. But who knows hey, with this train that's uh, there was on a, the track. There was a 50-year um, uh, law about abortion that they got rid of. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I got to tell you, in the <laughs> yeah. last... So that was 1973-ish. It was only six years before that that the last state legalized interracial marriage. 1967. So it ain't that far away. You and I were you and I were alive when the last state in the union made interracial marriage legal, and uh, that's well, scary. I've, I, I've done my part. I've made some beige people. Exactly, done done, and, and you know you've done a, you've done a really good job. <laughs> and 
my daughter is about to make some beige people too so listen we're doing what we can uh in the meantime let's talk about these people doing what they can for you well, on uh, Monday Night Football, it's the Philadelphia Eagles at Seattle. The Eagles just uh, minus three, surprised by that. But the Eagles, probably the class of the NFL right now. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and racebook, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. What is boron? What isn't boron is a better question. It's uh, difficult to comprehend the variety of uses of boron in construction, manufacturing, medicine, science, microelectronics, pharmaceuticals, telecommunications, space travel, communication satellites, specialty metals, battery technology, and more. Can you imagine after that list there's an and more? And, of course, what we want you to know of uh, is Boron1.com, the company that we support. They support us. Last week, we heard from one of our listeners who actually uh, went and looked at the stock, did their due diligence, bought some stock, and have made some money. Now, obviously, you know, regulatory... Um, regulations. <laughs> I was, go- I was going pretty regulations <laughs> are, are very regulated. I was going pretty good there for a second when I couldn't come up with something after regulatory. Uh, regulatory um, regulations, uh, whatever, bar us from uh, making any claims about the stock, is what I'm trying to say. But we can tell you to go look it up. And uh, this company has uh, gotten to a place very few junior mining companies ever get to. So have your Sherpa or or our Sherpa have a look at it and see if this company is right for your portfolio. And once again, it's boron1.com. So you were talking about the Monday night game, of course, the Sunday afternoon game, which uh, I watched with uh, Charlie's boyfriend, uh, my buddy Levi. He and I uh, have watched probably, this was our... I think it's our fourth. <laughs> we were laughing about this. This might be our fourth Bills game scattered over this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't had a win. So three oh, times, really? yeah, three times during the fall we've watched and all have been losses. And so we were trying to think, okay, we want to watch the game together, but... Should we alter something like where we sit in the room? <laughs> this is such funny. Oh, he's a Bills fan too. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, he, I think and he's a real. He's, he's more of a basketball fan, but right. he likes watching the the NFL. And we've kind of we've just we've adopted this team. But we've the discussion about what we would eat and how I wanted to. <laughs> well, we we wanted to switch up the menu because again we haven't had a win up until yesterday, and uh, what a win it was. You know what scared me at the beginning is I haven't really paid much attention to Dallas. What scared me was their record. Off the top of the show or the game, they're talking about how dominant the team has been. And their first drive after the Bills scored, I thought, oh, geez. I said to Levi, I said, we're in for a long afternoon because they were really impressive. And then they weren't. So what do you think it was? Here's my first question. Do you think it was more that the Bills had a great game and their defense dominated and their ground game was exceptional, or did Dallas have a bad game? 
well, we know the Buffalo Bills are a lot better than they've played this year. And since they've changed their offensive coordinator, things have changed on the field to some extent. The Dallas Cowboys, you know, the elements were pretty shitty yesterday. And I think uh, Dak Prescott, their quarterback, is woefully overrated. I really do. I don't. Mm-hmm. I really do not believe he's the real deal. He's just part of a great team. And you know, the Cowboys were seven and zero going into the game yesterday. Seven and zero at home. Right. Three and four on the road. Three and three on the road. Three and four now. Oh, yeah, three and four now. Yeah, right. Um, so that told you something. I was totally prepared for the Bills to lose because I thought, you know. As you did, 10 and 3 Cowboys. They need this so bad the way the year has been going. I really can't get my head around a victory, let alone a blowout like oh, they yeah. did yesterday. I mean, they just look great. And Josh Allen is just so good. No turnovers yesterday. Yeah, no interceptions for the first time in eight games. Um, they're just a good team. And this, uh, this James Cook now has mm-hmm. just really come into his own. <laughs> If they have that dimension, and you know, Howard, next week, um, Dallas plays in Miami, and that could be a bounce-back game for Dallas. If Dallas wins that game, beats Miami, and the Bills win out, New England, the Chargers, and then Miami on the last game of the season, they win the division. (laughs) So we go from, are they going to make the playoffs to a legitimate shot because Miami also plays Baltimore, which is the best team in the AFC. Winning the division is part of the picture now. Isn't that crazy? So back to Cook, who... Um, well, a couple things have happened in the last month. They've taken the pressure off only winning if Josh Allen is, mm-hmm. um, you know, is stupendous. Uh, whatever they did with the, the new the interim offensive coordinator... They're going to this game. They're going to the ground a lot more than they ever did. You, you wrote me. So Fred and I are texting during the game. It's the first text I get. You say is Josh is killing it. And I come back. <laughs> I was trying to say he's Josh Allening the shit out of this game. Mm-hmm. And then you come back with, I'm going to start calling him cookie. Cause he's sweet. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I write back, I ate chicken with a chickpea salad. That's why they're winning. <laughs> I was convinced that I changed up the menu and that's what did it. Mm-hmm. It was delicious, by the way. Um, but I, I kept saying that to Johnny Slabshot. Ooh, Cookie, he's so sweet. He was getting a kick out of that. Yeah, I bet he was. Was he? Mm. Until he wasn't. Mm. You know. <laughs> Until he wasn't. Um, yeah. So I need a couple things clarified because you've just answered part of a question I was going to ask you about winning out. They've got three games left. Do they have to win out to make the playoffs? Not necessarily. Now, it depends on other teams because there's a few other eight and six teams. Um, it all depends on what happened. But the they, formula- could, they, could, they hmm? could win a couple of games and still make the playoffs. Yes, they could. Mm-hmm. Okay. Depending on what other team. But And, and to tell you the truth, I, I still don't think they're in control of their own destiny yet. Unless they Maybe. win out. Well, even that I don't think necessarily clinches it because Miami could win two of their final three and whatever. You know what I mean? Again, it's you need a but it wouldn't winning out, a calculator. But wouldn't huh? winning out uh, guarantee them the uh, playoffs? I, I'm not sure. 
Come on. If they want, no, I, I really think they need other teams to lose along the way. Because if they win out now, they'll be 11 and 7. That may not, or 11 and 6. That may, may in the AFC not do it, depending on what other teams do. Because remember, the three division winners get it, and then three wild cards. So you have to be one of the three wild cards. So you know, chances of winning the division slim. So then it's going to be, are you going to get in as a wild card? And you got to be one of three. Okay. And there's some other teams that, you know, have a pathway there as well. So, well, so the, they so uh, well. First of all, they have to win all the remaining games, and if one of those games is against Miami, that definitely will get them into the playoffs, would it not? I would think yes. Okay. If if the last game of the season against Miami means something, yes. Well, yeah, obviously. So next they will week, make the playoff. Next week is Christmas. Sunday is Christmas Eve. Are they playing? So they'll all the teams will no, play. They play Saturday in Los Angeles. Okay, good. Okay, against the Chargers, that should be a win. But we've seen that before this year. Okay. You know, guaranteed wins aren't so guaranteed. Then the next week, they're home to New England. Another game they should win. Yeah, absolutely. No question. And then the last game of the season in Miami, if you can handle Dallas the way you did, you can beat Miami. You know what was impressive yesterday? Really? And and I was, it wasn't so much Josh Allen. It was their defense. Mm-hmm. That was one of their best games in a long time. Yeah. Because, you know, say what you will about Dak uh, Prescott. Mm-hmm. Again, that first drive, you know what I'm talking about? They looked really strong. I was like, oh, shit. And then there was a couple of, uh, you know, four and out, three and outs. And then they just never got, he, he never looked impressive for the rest of nope. the game. And I thought, well, this is this is you know Buffalo's defense is keeping the offense on. Do you see how many minutes more that the uh, the Bills' offense was on the field than? Uh, oh yeah, that was crazy. Oh yeah, I think well into the fourth quarter, I Dallas didn't even have a hundred yards of net offense. Thank you for bringing that up because the question I had yeah. written down because Levi and I were yeah. talking, I I could have Googled it, but I said no, no I'll ask Fred tomorrow. Hmm. So I understand, you know, yards over, you know, yards through the air or total offense is, is you know, yards um, through the air and um, through the ground. ground. What are scrimmage yards? Scrimmage yards? Yeah. I don't know. Why? Where did you that? Was that? A, I heard it yesterday on the broadcast. <clears throat> scrimmage yards. Scrimmage yards. Google. Yeah, huh? I'm going to have to Google it then because I, I said, oh, I'll ask Freddie. Uh, yeah, well. Um, Freddie stumped. Yeah, they used it a couple of times yesterday. I was like, I didn't, I had no idea what that was. But um, let me get the, uh, let me get some uh, Jay Bondi from uh, Raymond James Retirement Sherpa head office. He's going to be joining us here momentarily. He's a great guy, financial advisor. Uh, the total of rushing yards and receiving yards is known as yards from scrimmage. Okay. The, this, this definition of yardage. Scrimmage differs, yardage. Yeah. Yeah. This definition of yardage differs from total offense, which gives credit for passing yardage to the person throwing the football rather than receiving the football. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Neither do I. Uh, anyway, um, but I'm kind of happy you're stumped because I thought, oh, well, maybe this, maybe I'm just dumb. I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure somebody will weigh in on this. Um, 
who leads the NFL in scrimmage yards. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think so I, too. I think um, so too. But what concerned me, you know, Buffalo goes up like 14 nothing, I think at one point, right? And uh, it's like, well, we've seen this before too. Oh yeah. We've seen we've seen fast starts and then horrible second halves. That's been sort of their trait too. But isn't sport a funny thing, Howard? Saturday night, this is why this is what keeps you coming back. Saturday night, the Maple Leafs are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's now it's just before game time that Austin Matthews will not play because he has the flu. So you're thinking, ooh, you know, Kyle Dubas coming back to Toronto with the Penguins. The the Penguins will probably be up for this game. The Leafs won't have Matthews. Like that's gonna be that's going to be a struggle. Leafs mm. win at 7 nothing. Yeah, they I heard this that. Crazy outburst. Seven different guys score. Max Domi is the second line center. Looks great. How do you explain that? You know, they've struggled to score goals all season, to score more than three a game. Their number one guy, the league's number one goal scorer, is out of the game and they explode. What's that all about? Well, I mean, it's part of it is what we, as you said, it's why we love sport. We love sport because you just never know. And mm-hmm. I mean, the my my instant, you know, um, assessment, and I'd heard they had a big blowout game without Matthews is maybe they think, OK, Matthews isn't here. We all better step up. And the puck just happens to bounce in the net the odd time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they kept going in Saturday night. Kept let's uh, in. let's not let uh, Jay uh, wait any longer here. He's been uh, hanging out in the uh, Humble and Fred Zoom room. And I, I can't remember if last time we used uh, Sherpa's music, but I think it applies. Jay Bondi is working with the Sherpa, so we get Sherpa music here. Jay from Raymond James' office in Burlington, hanging out with Niblet, you know, soaking up all that knowledge like Yoda. <laughs> Good morning, Jay, and welcome back to the show, my friend. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Fred. How are you guys? Good to see you, Jay. Good to see you, buddy. You know, we're just before we get into the uh, well, we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of uh, this time. I, I, I wonder is in in the world of financial planning, are there some? You know how in the spring, obviously, we got to get all our tax documents and things getting ready for that season. But are there some end of the year? things that people need to be aware of that if you have to get in before December 31st? Oh, most definitely. Yes. I mean, uh, December for many can be uh, can be a time of year where we're doing some uh, tax loss harvesting, uh, getting some losses to go against maybe some capital gains that they've uh, achieved this year with with 2023 bouncing back nicely. Uh, so, yeah, there's many, uh, many strategies. You know, RSP deadlines aren't till February, but for us, we uh, we're on top of them all year round. And, and for some, it can be a, a time of year to do that. Uh, one other thing that is new this year is the first home savings account. So uh, that is an annual contribution that we need to make. So uh, for those uh, looking to get into the housing market, uh, getting that eight thousand into the first home savings is a is a great start to, to the future. And so that's new, eh? How, how does that how does that work? The new, the new first home thing. savings account. Yeah. Well, basically, it's it's very similar to an RSP, uh, yet has the benefits of a TFSA. So oh. uh, you uh, you get the deduction on your income for contributing to your first home savings account. 
Uh, you uh, let that money annually grow. And, and when you go to take it out, as long as it's for a home, uh, mm-hmm. that comes out to you in a tax-free state. Um, so, uh, so a nice compliment to the uh, home buyer's plan, which does exist in an RSP. However, within an RSP, uh, that home buyer's plan, you got to pay that back where right. first home savings, you do not have to. Well, that's I, right. I missed something. Did you say, mm-hmm. what is it? What is the limit for that? So it's, it's the limit's 40,000. Oh, okay. Up to 40. Uh, this is the first year for it. So it's 8,000. If you could do mm-hmm. it 8,000 over the next five years, you would be uh, maxing out your opportunity. Well, let's Excellent. talk about something that we wanted to get into with uh, Jay today, um, which is uh, the plan to touch. We want to talk about giving big and giving small and the important step about, about giving and, and, and ways that whether it's for tax purposes or not, but just this time of the year, how Raymond James and uh, and the Sherpa family are all about giving back. Yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, it, it's something that we hope as many people as are able to are, are giving all year round, but it, it always hits home at this time of year, right? I think everyone kind of has it a little bit more uh, forefront or, or at the top of mind. You know, giving big, uh, there's there's many ways. Uh, you know, for Raymond James, uh, we're very proud to be a part of an association, an organization that uh, has a has a has a foundation called RJ Cares. Uh, they've done 10.4 million since 2013. Um, so a nice little track record there. Some of the 2023 highlights were were 2,300 volunteer hours spread over 50 plus Raymond James Cares events. They did about three hundred eighty-two thousand in uh, in three disaster relief campaigns, which sadly we we all were uh, made aware of those throughout the course of twenty twenty-three. Um, uh, so proud to support that. You have over two hundred thousand going to uh, a cause called Little Warriors, and mm-hmm. that's uh, Raymond James for kids, and that's that's done over some five k. Uh, walks so a little health uh, benefit to, to those participating as well and, and lastly there's about two hundred ten thousand uh, plus that went to um you know special grants raymond james uh, uh grants that that they put forth towards uh you know special causes and in support of uh of many uh around the world so and back to the everyday investor which by the way those are amazing you know when we talk about ways to give small there are tax benefits there's obviously greater ben- there, the benefit to the greater good is really the benefit, but there are ways to donate your time, but ways to donate money that have tax benefits to the person doing it. Absolutely, you know what I, I touched on the the ways to give big, uh, but more importantly, the ways to give small are the ones for me. They're, they're the ones that hit home for me. Uh, they're the ones that I try to uh, impress upon my kids and and get them to participate. So giving giving small in my in my mind is 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 doing whatever you can do to support because it's not always about giving money, um, but giving you know some some goods. I have a good friend of mine who does a a warm a warm um, jacket and hood uh, and and toques and and mittens drive and and supports that to local shelters and uh, and um, you know Salvation Army causes. You have. Uh, you know, a rotary that we support. Uh, we did a parade. My kids participated in the Christmas parade this year, giving out chocolate and, and uh, hot chocolate, I should say, and, and popcorn to kids along the route. So, again, any way you can give small is just as important. And, and absolutely, there, there can be some, some, some taxable benefits. Uh, hopefully, that's not the primary motivator behind it, um, but, but definitely a way to do um, good things. It's good for the mind. It's good for the spirit. It really is, you know, that feeling of giving. Um, Every year we take a bag of uh, toys over to the local 
fire department. And, and it's funny, the years that I've gone to drop them off, sometimes it's the least. It, it really, when you hand it to the firefighter, it's just, you can't get around. That's just a pretty good feeling because your mind you know, races to who that's helping and who you're doing it for and the difference it can make in someone's Christmas. So, and again, it comes with no tax deduction. I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and not to, again, obviously, as I said to you, as part of my question, it's not the reason yeah. for giving. No. But there are ways, and uh, Jay and, and everyone at Raymond James can give you, if you're looking for ways to donate money, um, which again benefits people, but also there are tax advantages. If yeah. you, by the way, do you, you have to do it before the end of the year or before the end of uh, the tax? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, before it, the t- yeah end of the end of the end of the tax year mm-hmm. is is usually the easiest. Your accountants will appreciate that for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you go to a, a great uh, resource that that we've used many times for people, it's called CanadaHelps.org. Um, giving made simple is kind of their, their, their charity and slogan. But on that, they have a great how to maximize tax benefits of donating. And, and one of the simple ways is, um, is really just, you know, everyone thinks about donating as, oh, I'm going to give cash to, uh, to a, uh, to an organization, right? I'm going to give my hard earned cash and money. Uh, but they also f- sometimes forget about their assets that they have. They have in kind, if you hold a non registered asset, um, such as a stock or, or, or bond or a mutual fund. Uh, and if you're able to donate that directly to a charity, which you can, uh, what that can do is, is if, let's say, that, that mutual fund or that stock that you've had has created a, a large amount of wealth for you or, or in the form of a capital gain, well, instead of you cashing out that, ca- that, um, that investment and then giving the cash to it, well, now you've paid the capital gain on it You've still given the amount to charity that you want, but the best way mm-hmm. to do it is just directly give the stock holding or the mutual fund holding to the charity. You don't create the capital gain for yourself, mm-hmm. and they still maximize their benefits. So that's you know in our world is a win win. Yeah, I was gonna, that's win a triple for win, everybody, right? And that's yeah, and I'm glad, I'm glad we got to that because, as you say, a lot of people think about giving time or cash, but in this case, if you talk to Jay or uh, Tim, you can do something with your stock that. Would will help in a way that maybe you hadn't thought of. And uh, and that's why we appreciate you coming on. Um, listen, we're going to have uh, lots more uh, Jay Bondi on the program in 2024, which we're looking forward to. Um, when do you shut down the office for the end of the year? Well, the team uh, the team gets a little you know quieter this time of year, uh, but uh, but uh, I'll be going right through till the new year. So same with Jenny, I guess the the young recruits on the team will be right. uh, making sure the office stays open. Some of the wily veterans, uh, Deborah and Tim, <laughs> uh, will will slow down a little bit over the holidays, deservedly so. Uh, but yeah, we'll continue right on through the new year, and and we'll find our breaks. Uh, when the when the weather gets a little warmer is my plan. So, but okay, money but. never rests. Money never rests, Howard. Well, thank you for that, Fred and Jay. Thanks for today. That was great. The microphone sounded fantastic, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, hopefully get a chance to see you before the new year. But if not, all the best in twenty twenty four. I am going to do my best to swing by on Wednesday. All the best, guys, to uh, you and your loved ones over the upcoming holiday season. And yeah, if I can. Uh, Make the Humble and Fred uh, event on Wednesday. We'll look forward to taking part we'll in the save, Christmas we'll, event. We'll save a spot right on, for brother. you, my friend. Take care. There's Jay Bondi at, uh, at Raymond James. Thanks again. Take care. That Thank was you, awesome. Gentlemen.
Did we ever find out what scrimmage yards were? Well, I read it to you, but I don't even fully understand it. Yeah, neither um, do I. Yeah, I, I don't. And, you know, maybe I'll spend some time after the show. But just what I read, it's like, what? what's the difference? But, uh, yeah, totally yardage. Uh, something about who throws it as opposed to, uh, Anyway, anyway, I got to look into that. I find that somewhat compelling that yeah. I didn't really know uh, that. And I will try to find out what that is. I wish you would. Okay. Well, you could too. Like, well, I wouldn't understand. Well, it. you're, but, huh? I well, I may not it. either. I didn't understand the first thing I read. But, but I've watched, uh, I don't know how many games. How many games have they played this year? 13, 14 now? 14, 8 and 6. Yeah, I've watched 10. That was the first mm-hmm. time. Easily watched 10. First time I've heard that was last night. But that was, but, but yeah. it was a different broadcast crew. That was a Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't think the color guy was very good yesterday. Yeah, me neither. I was going to say former he, player. I didn't like, but he him. was a recent former player. Yeah, and I don't know. For, I don't know why Fox wouldn't have their number one team. Whenever Dallas plays, they usually get the number one team. But uh, but I was just yesterday, Howard. I'm thinking, oh, they lost to New England. They lost to the Jets. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Jags. They lost to Denver. It's like, oh my goodness, all those games they should have won. Instead of scrambling to make the playoffs, they should be after the number one seed and a bye. But they're not. No, I know. I know. I know. It's uh, disappointing. I know. Hey, uh, before we get uh, back to Dan and the news, I wanted to uh, recognize a a shout-out today for our friends Jeff and Julie. Jeff Lumby, Julie LaFontaine, and the podcast that we produced. Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic is about to celebrate its 100th episode. And to that, we say... Sound effects. Lots of sound effects. <laughs> um, and uh, I just want... We wanted to obviously give our best wishes. And congratulations. Very few podcasts ever get to that point. And, you know, it seems... Like just yesterday, I was having a conversation with Jeff about what are you going to do your podcast about? And it all came together, and it's very interesting. A lot of Humble and Fred people listen to it. And sometime in January, they're going to record episode 100. So, first of all, uh, I've given my congratulations. Fred, what say you? Oh, congratulations. Uh, You know, we've said many times over the past 13, 12, 13 years that, uh, you know, that first podcast is easy. Number two, number three, a bit of a struggle. And usually after that, people shut them down. So 100 (laughs) is quite a a milestone. It is. It it, it really is. And, you know, I I look back um, on the uh, when we got to episode 100. Somebody mm-hmm. remember, remember Julie uh, Adams gave us a plaque and it was a big deal um, for just those reasons. And not everyone mm-hmm. gets it, it's everyone thinks they've got an episode in them. But to get to 100 shows a commitment. And I think their subject matter is unique. The show is so well done and produced. And uh, Jeff and Julie are great together. But one of the things I wanted to say, because Jeff said, hey, you know, I. Uh, what would you like? What what kind of questions come to mind when you think about what we've done? And, and I was thinking about this, and and I would ask this question of Jeff and Julie: Before you moved to France, 
What are some of the things you know now that if you had known then might have prevented you from making the move? Like, what have you gone through? And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure with Lumby, there'll be more than there'll be more than one answer. So but that would be my question. What did what do you know now that if you'd known back in the planning stage that you wouldn't have maybe gone to France? What about you, Freddie? Uh I might ask, Jeff, if I bought you a beret with a leaf logo on it, would you wear it? (laughs) Would he wear it? Uh, No, that's a, you know, Howard, it would be similar. Um, I would just say, you know, anybody that's sitting there thinking of doing what you did, what would you say to them? You know, maybe in in one sentence, what would that be? (laughs) Well, all we can say is from the management and staff. Of the Humble and Fred Show, we say congratulations for episode 100. Um, all right, uh, Dan's back, and uh, Dan Duran. Um, what, where do we find you this week? Are you coming back here on uh, Tuesday night? We're going to hang out again. And then, I don't really. Uh, I haven't finished the plans on that yet because of working. So, are you going to come in? You come in from. Listen, if you want to drive in from Peterborough Wednesday morning, you are more than welcome to. Yeah, no, I know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't finished the planning on that yet. But what kind of planning do you need to plan. do? What's uh, What's in the plan? I have to sit down and talk about over with Lisa. Say because she's, she's coming apparently. Busy. Yes, she's coming uh, as well. So we have to oh, that's out, right, know. right, right. I so forgot that part. Does she get there at 9, you know, or when I get there, and is it on 11, there's a lot of waiting around, and, you know, yeah. we have out, and, you know. Well, she can sit and talk with Doll, because Doll will be coming with me. Oh, so at 9, you'll, she'll be there? With you? Like 9.30. 9.30? Yeah, we're going to leave the house at 9. We're going to wait until mm-hmm. the, wasn't that the plan, wait till rush hour's over or something? But. Well, I don't know. I'm going to get there for 9.30 and start yeah. setting this up. Because for me yeah. to get there, going against traffic, it's not, it shouldn't be a problem. Right. Yeah, and I'll use the 4 nothing 7 so, yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> the 4 nothing 7 <laughs> uh, Mike, Boone, Mike Boone just sent me a note about scrimmage yards. I think it oh, kind okay. of makes sense. Here we go. He says, if you throw a 50-yard pass yeah. from 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage, you're awarded 50 yards, but actually oh. from the line of scrimmage, it's 35 yards. Okay. So aren't all yards then those scrimmage yards? I think so. Like, I, 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 I just always knew that no matter what, you drop back three yards in the pocket and throw a 25-yard pass. It's not a 28-yard pass, is it? No, I didn't think so. It's but the way he from, just described yeah. it, it is. I no, that's new. Yeah, no, he just described what I always thought it was. Was if I hand you the ball, if you're if you're running the ball and you I yeah. I, I do one of those little uh, sort of side shuffle passes that right. and you start seven yards from the line of scrimmage and run ten yards. You didn't run seventeen yards, right? Oh, so okay. I don't know where that right. phrase came from. It's still and Mike, I appreciate what you're saying, but I don't really understand. Having thought all yards were scrimmage yards, yeah, like a pa- like I don't know. All I don't right, really well, care it's very, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, you know don't what? Wonder. Here's the thing: I do now. I care. 
Do you? Yeah, yeah. because I want to know well, the answer. I'm, I'm curious, but it's not something I'm going to be thinking of like for the rest of the season. Well, how many scrimmage jobs are supposed to come Well, I am. Like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to think about it every fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more interested in, in the word scrimmage. Where did that come from? Oh, so Christ. if you're on the 20-yard line, right? Yes. And you throw, as you say, you throw a touchdown pass eight yards in to the end zone. It's not a 28-yard pass. It's a 20-yard touchdown pass. Exactly. It gets a half inch. So beyond that, like, I don't know. Okay, well, I, like, I can see. I don't know. I, can see I don't this care. Is, I got dirty underwear. Yeah, good. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I can see this is vexing you. <laughs> fucking, I've got dirty underwear. This is what I have to fucking... This is what I'm doing. I'm in the comedy. I'm in a comedy yeah. troupe now. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, like, I got I dirty underwear. Dan, how about your underwear? What's it like? A tired old buzzard. What's uh, what's uh, your underwear like? What's your situation there? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot. Oh no, underwear. No underwear. No. You're so patient, Dan. With all the well, things. I haven't gone. I haven't gone out in public. If I go out in public, I put the underwear on in public. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Well, if I'm, you know, generally speaking, no. But if I'm going out to some sort of event or something, I'll put it on. Of course. What kind of an event? Yeah. What, what do you mean, like a what type well, of like event? If I go to the, when, when you go to the Humble and Fred uh, Christmas thing, you'll I'll, wear underwear. I'll, I'll, under, but, underwear. But day to day, that. you That's, don't wear underwear. Yeah, yeah. If I'm working, you know, I'm generally, uh, you know, doing some construction-y stuff. I, uh, I'll do a little underwear there. That makes sense to me. But you know, no, well, you can't just, be seen in public without underwear. Howard, <laughs> it's too, it just, it's too much distracting to see that big no. thing hanging down his leg, pressed against the pants. It would be weird. Anyway, yeah. Dan, how many scrimmage yards is your deck? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't follow any of that. No, no, it's fine. No, no it doesn't matter. Doesn't. Apparently, another did Fred. Um, <laughs> no, I, didn't. I just um, before we get to Dan Duran's news today. Mm. Let's uh, say hi to these folks once again. Not that one. Hang on a second. Where's that coming from? Oh, it's still that. Hang on a second. Have a listen to this. For my last email, we are on board. Looking for a fast break from working so hard? When you're ready to box out some time for fun, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at bodog.net. We make getting the latest basketball odds and free sports tips a slam dunk. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. There you go. Um, right on. I'm really looking forward to this on uh, Wednesday when uh, Pete Cuno will do the furl furl. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We'll do, do the, the feral, feral version yeah. of this. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a one, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice. Nice and low. My voice is nice and low. Goddamn, yeah, it is. Dan Duran's news today brought to you by Palma Pasta. Palma Pasta, Palma's Kitchen. All things Palma. Now is a perfect time to get over there and get some beautiful Italian food. Four locations, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga. 
Anywhere in the GTA, they do catering for home or corporate events. Go check it out. Palma's Kitchen there. At uh, Go online and order some food. PalmaPasta.com. And now, here is Movie Anchorman. They're burping? You're burping while you're introducing me? Now here's Mo- I know you don't none of your not, you don't have any body functions, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you German robot. Here's Dan oh, Duran from the movies, everybody. Okay, so you know, going on what's going on in the world right now. Fifty-eight million people are under flood watches from North Carolina down to Maine today. New Yorkers could face up to five inches of rain that'll flood that parts of that city. Trump over the weekend bragged that he's uh, indicted more than the great. Al Capone. But let's focus on this. Is true love, love that persists, even if your love shoots you in the nuts? Apparently, an Ohio man still loves his ex-girlfriend after being shot in his testicle. The woman told cops she's not sorry for shooting him, and he's not a good man. I still, to this day, love her. And if she gets better, well... And uh, he doesn't really want an apology from her. He just wants her to get better. Apparently, she's taking medication for some sort of mental disability. She pulled the pistol <laughs> yeah, out, say. shot me. I proceeded to take the pistol from her at that point and uh, got her down. Her family members called 911. One shot, but I think it went through my testicle into butt cheek, into my butt cheek and out, he said to the 911 operator. Does, and does, uh, did both of his testicles uh, have to be removed? Did one of them just... I think he's uh, down one testicle, so he's Which got one fine. left. You only need yeah. one. I guess you're right, yeah. And some pain, I would imagine, would be uh, part of the whole thing. When he shot her, did they wobble to her fr- to in front? <laughs> you know, no, that's, um, that's did your tits hang low. Uh, that's do no, your tits do your balls hang low. hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Do you do they no, give no, that rusty clamor when you hit him with a hammer? Oh, I thought it was do your tits hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Do they? Well, it could be, could be too. But tits and balls. Know, Scarborough was the balls, eh? No, tits and balls. Tits. <laughs> another fine tits end. And balls. This is another fine end to the humble and Fred show. Did she? Um, I don't know. I don't. So she purposely shot him in the nuts. She just didn't fire at him and it hit his nuts. Because if she purposely shot him in the nuts, I mean, wow. I don't know. Yeah, He's I don't a nice know. guy if he can get over that. I don't know wow. if that, there wasn't, there wasn't that kind of yeah, granular detail, but he okay. did. Yeah, but uh, he tried to wrestle it away from her. And then she shot him. I don't know yeah. while they were wrestling, but yeah, she shot him. Like I could see him saying, honey, 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 shoot me in the head, shoot me in the heart, but my nuts. Come on, not nuts. Yeah, I don't think so they're having that that kind of conversation. Very forgiving, this man. Mm-hmm. Here, listen to this. Why isn't this not? Oh, here we go. Oh, I can't get it. It's not uh, for some reason the volume isn't working. Oh, on that's it. do your boobs hang? That's low, right. right. Do your boobs hang low, oh, man? Isn't that funny? I always thought it was the nuts. Well, it could. It, it applies to both, Howard, as we say. Well, maybe you didn't Scarborough, but I. Well, do you didn't never hear. Hang low. Oh. Can you swing them to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? That was the one. Do you, can you swing them over your shoulder like a regimental soldier? Do mm. your boobs hang low? 
See, yeah, my balls hang low. Do they wobble to and fro? Do they give that rusty clamor when you hit them with a hammer? Hmm. Do they itch like a bitch when you drag them through a ditch? Do your balls hang low? That was the Scarborough version. Well, and here's what I've just looked up. Do your balls (laughs) hang low? Um, which was a uh, British, which what, of course, is that's the one you remember because it's what British, British soldiers said to one another uh, when they marched during World War I. Oh, discovery. Okay. okay, so that's why. Let me see if I can get your balls mm-hmm. video play soon. You know, maybe I should. Your we- balls hang low. Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them This is the same one, like except with balls. Soldier. Do your balls <laughs> yeah, I hang Find a woman if you can. If you can't find a woman, find a clean old man. If you're ever in Gibraltar, take a flying leap at Walter. Do your balls hang? And this low. is what the uh, boys would be singing to one another as they marched off to their deaths. <laughs> 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 like every, and that's the thing about war, you know, you're wandering around, you're singing along, you're singing, hey, we're having a good time, and all of a sudden the Germans are killing you. I saw that bit uh, last night, I came across it for some reason when, it was from one of the Letterman appearances of Norm MacDonald when he's talking about, uh, I don't know if you're a history buff, but... Uh, uh, you know, how come Germany is still a country? Because I don't know if you know this, but in World War One, they went to war with the world. <laughs> um, he goes, who do they think they are? Mars? <laughs> um, anyway, there you have it, Dan. Thanks for uh, bringing that up with your balls and your... Somebody got shot in the nuts. You should put together a playlist. Just well, for that. And he still loves yeah. her, though, you know? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's weird. Well, that's love. Listen, I had, uh, I got, I got metaphorically kicked in the balls. I still love that one. What are you going to do? See? Kate, your heart knows what it knows, Dan. It does. It's true. It's all about the love. Did you ever have your heart broken, Dan? A couple of times, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I was there for you. Yeah. My, well, listen, we not, nobody, uh, by the way, with the one that threw your, all your stuff out of the apartment. She didn't break your heart, though, did she? <laughs> Not, no. No. I, I I had enough of that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that wasn't, uh, that one didn't break your heart. Yeah, it kind of, kind of <laughs> <wrecked up. laughs> it's my favorite this one ever. Really, this really isn't she did working out. She did <laughs> That's right. That's how you know it's not really working out when you come home and all your shit's on the ground. Yeah, like it was on, like on the front yard or something. Yeah, no back. Yeah, no backyard. Oh, okay, okay. but but how many yeah. stories? How many stories up was the apartment? Yeah, it was a like it was one of these old houses. Is a second story up. Oh, okay. Oh, so she threw it out the window and it all fluttered to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was actually off a balcony there. So you know, you walk oh. up the stairs to get to the. To I the see. Yeah. Well, all I know is if she and had it, a gun. Was it all your stuff? Like, was it not only clothing but guy stuff too? Like. No, it was all the stuff. Plus, uh, she uh, threw... Uh, like your microwave and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your stereo, your ghetto blaster, you know. Yeah. And she chose some pottery to show me as well. Yeah, yeah. Pottery. Yeah, pottery but I was going to say, but I, I know that one. And if she had a gun, she would have definitely <laughs> shot off one of your giant, one of your giant balls. Um, all right. We got to wrap up today's show because that's all the show you get. Uh, tomorrow, uh, speaking of Lumbee, Lumbee will be on the show. And uh, we're going to talk uh, more with our friend in uh, in Florence, Italy, about the world of uh, boron mining. And maybe we'll right. finally figure out what uh, scrimmage yardage are 
scrimmage yardages are yeah no i mean all kidding aside i am gonna spend some time with that try and understand exactly what that means i mean you know you don't have to be a rocket scientist apparently you do basically understand it no me neither um all right thanks everyone appreciate you uh watching appreciate you listening and uh, uh we'll see you tomorrow morning This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, Bodog, and Kelsey's. For contests and comments, we read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Tell us what you think. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the podcast. Share an episode. All of it really helps us out. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, cut carrots slowly. Think about cutting carrots slowly. And move over to cheese while you enjoy every gourd damn day. Chives and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, just clap your hands. Oh, my God.